From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about how body image issues can be a serious struggle that can take a toll on both husbands and wives. And there's a quote from Chrissy King around this idea of body image. And she said, if we base our self-worth on something as ever changing as our bodies, we will forever be on an emotional roller coaster of body obsession and shame. That's really good. This is really good. It's powerful. It's because, very powerful. You know, think about it. And we're going to be digging into it in today's show, but your body is ever changing mm-hmm. literally from day to day. And so we'll get to that in just a minute. But first we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to celebrate you and the wins that you're having in your marriage. And this hug came from an iTunes review that we received that said, I'm not married or even engaged, wow. but one of my goals for 2020 was to deepen and foster my relationship with my boyfriend. Yeah. Wow. To be intentional so early is awesome. A way to set your marriage up for success, right? Yeah. Getting intentional before you get married. She goes on to say, when listening to music while working from home, when listening to music while working from home became tedious, I decided to start listening to podcasts. Good for you. I was looking hard to find ones about building strong romantic relationships and stumbled upon this marriage podcast. After listening to over 20 in just a few days, I feel equipped to handle issues in my current life, as well as issues I know are bound to come up when I do wed. Well, yes, they are. So good for you for taking that step before. Mm -hmm. Like we talked to so many people and it's just like, if you're in premarital or something, talk about these issues now. Absolutely. And for those of you that know people that are thinking about getting married, what an opportunity to actually share the show with them to set them up for success. Because it's not just your marriage that gets impacted by the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. You actually can share it with others and impact those uh, literally around the world. She closes with, I'm grateful to have this knowledge around important issues that not many people are willing to discuss. That's right. It's all about the hard conversations. You know, how exciting that this couple is learning how to have the hard conversations, just like the one that we're getting ready to talk about today, Mm -hmm. right? Body image is, it's, it's sticky. Mm-hmm. it's sticky and it's messy and it's uncomfortable. And you know, the hardest part is that, you know, it's, it comes down to, you know, how do you feel about the body that you see in the mirror? I, some of you may actually be like, you know what? I, I just don't even, I don't look at myself in the mirror. I like get in the shower. I throw on a robe or wrap myself in a towel. I don't look at that. I, I, I don't like my body image is not good. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a topic that makes people feel uncomfortable. It's hard it's hard to talk about because we have an image in our head of what we think we look like. And then we have that compared to what we think other people think we look like and what we see presented to us on media. So there's all of this stuff swirling in our head. It's like, it's like, you know, the Holy grail of tornadoes, right? It's just, can I share something real quick though, too, as we've been preparing for this episode on body image, Interestingly enough, my mind has taken me to my body image. I haven't thought about it. Like I haven't thought about my body. Like I feel good. Like honestly, like I've been cycling this year. I I feel like I'm walking uh, enough this year. I just, I feel good. And and yet as we've been preparing for this episode, I, I just felt like blah. Like I felt 
if my pants were tight or something, or I would just look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, those love handles are, are there. So it was really interesting how that focus, I hadn't had a focus on my body image and I felt fine. Mm-hmm. And within a few days, just in preparing for this show, doing some reading uh, about body image, how quickly even my own mental shift was like, what's going on? And just it just sort of reminded me how powerful our brain is and our thoughts are and what we even even what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and you bring up a really good point, and it's something that we want to we want to say from the very beginning of the show. It's not just women that struggle with body image. It's not just women that think, oh, you know, am I getting a little fluffy, or you know, what is what's going on with the extra hair on my back, or what's going, on? you know, like like men and women oh, yeah. struggle with body issues. And I recently had a coaching client, you know, tell, tell me that when he looks at himself in the mirror, he's struggling because he's, you know, he sees what it looks like in the mirror and he sees how his clothes fit. And he actually used the phrase, I, I don't, I don't want to be fluffy. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want to be, I want to be attractive to my wife. And, and, you know, hearing that and knowing what's going on in the world and, and how we're bombarded, you know, we started asking the question, Again, we always ask our questions on, on Instagram stories. So if you don't follow us there and you want to participate in a poll, just follow at One Extraordinary Marriage on Instagram. But we ask the question, do you struggle with body image issues? 85% of you said yes. And there were a ton of responses to this one. Yeah. Like we're talking, what, over? Probably over 2,000. Okay. So this isn't some like, Hey, a hundred folks responded. I mean, we had in the thousands of responses to have 85% say yes. And then the follow-up question was, do you think your spouse struggles with body image issues? Now, remember 85% of you are saying, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Only 65% of you said, yeah, I think my spouse does. But Only, but that's still a big, that's a still well, a big number. But what I'm looking at is that 80, 85% of you are saying that, then that 65% is probably in reality higher. Because mm-hmm. if we're looking at how many actually do right. versus how many you think your spouse does. And, and so it became, it became clear to us that this was something that was impacting the one family. And mm-hmm. we have, we have to address this because it doesn't just, it doesn't just impact you when you're putting on a pair of jeans and you're like, Ugh, like I got to do the, like the squat dance to get into my jeans. The shimmy. The shimmy. It, it starts to impact every area of our life. And when you're married, guess what? It impacts every area of your joint life, including your sexual intimacy pillar. And so we have to actually jump into this as extraordinary couples. We have to say, hold on a second. What is going on here? And what can we do about this? Because truth be told, we have had seasons in our life, Tony and I, as a married couple, where literally it's, you know, like too heavy, too thin, too flat, can't measure up, you know, wishing for that magic wand, the magic pill, the magic diet, the magic drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. Guys, when I met Tony, I had like the freshman 15 plus a few extra from, you know, like the sophomore college weight gain and then probably a few extra from the junior weight gain. Like I, I look at pictures from back then. I'm like, wow, Elisa, you, you were, you were round, mm-hmm. straight up round. And then, you know, I go and have kids and I swing the other way because something happens to my hormones and my metabolism when I have kids to the point where I looked basically when I look at pictures from that period of time, I feel like I look like a skeleton covered in bones. Mm-hmm. You felt that way. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean like when you're actually like touching you touching me yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah you're perfect right now where you're at i love (laughs) i love where you're at right now you're just the right place 
<laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. It's so awesome. But then I also struggled with, with breast size mm -hmm. because I was, I literally saw myself as super, super flat, mm -hmm. which you were, which I was. And then making the decision, you know, like, like, what about implants? What is this? Like, so, so all of these things, and it hasn't just been me. This hasn't just been an Elisa struggle over the 24 years. No, not at all. I think I've, I've fallen into every single one of those as well. Too heavy, too thin, uh, too flat. No, because I don't have breasts. Um, can't measure up. Uh -huh. Sure thing. I mean, each and every one of those. I mean, I remember those, those years when I was heavy into cycling. I mean, I was riding somewhere in the vicinity of 100 to 200 miles a week. So to put that in perspective, if you're doing about a 200 miles in a week, you're spending, I would be spending anywhere between 12 and 15 hours a week on my bike riding. And even in those times, I felt like I was too heavy. Like I didn't measure up. Like I didn't have the, the cyclist form that I needed to stay quick to, to compete where I wanted to be. And then there were those days in those times when I'm just too heavy, like wasn't riding, wasn't working out. Um, you know, it was no big deal to have, you know, another drink here, another drink there, you know, go, go run to Starbucks every day or twice a day. You, you know, I've, I've taken that out completely. I don't, I don't drink any espresso, no, coffee, no, no co coffees anymore because I, I just felt, I felt so blah and, and I could tell in my own body that I, I just wasn't where I thought I wanted to be, but I also felt like I, I didn't measure up. And even at times today, I, I feel like I don't measure up for my age. And I look at some other guys and then there are times when I've like, I've gone, you know, to Amazon and search for the, the magic pill, the magic diet, you know, search online to, Hey, what if I did this or that or, or something else? So I could just, you know, be what I thought I should be. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we need to actually define body image. And this definition actually comes from the National Eating Disorders Collaboration. And they define body image as the perception that a person has of their physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that perception. Now, big complex definition, but it actually breaks down into four parts. And this is the first time, you know, in researching for this show that I realized, I think collectively, we realized that your body image isn't just like what you think about yourself when you look in the mirror. Mm-hmm right? That, that's just the, how you see your body. But then how do you feel about your body? How do you feel about, you know, the five, two or the six, three or whatever, you know, amount of space that you have that you occupy? How do you feel about that? How do you think about your body? Right. And then how do you behave as a result of what you see, how you feel and what you think about your body? You know, we're dealing with these aspects of ourselves. And then we're also dealing with what's presented in the world. And this is where the research got really interesting. It did. Because as we were preparing for the show, I'm like, well, well, what are we presented with? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of visual images that come at us, whether it be in models mm -hmm. or even from the porn industry. And I'm going to bring that up because we know, statistically speaking, porn is a factor in the one family. Mm -hmm. Right? So here's here's some great numbers. Well, and when, we, and when, we, when we're talking about models, though, I, I want us to be... A little bit more understanding. These aren't just runway models, are they? Correct. I mean, I mean we're talking about actors, actresses, people that we fashion, see. Fashion models was the the search term that I okay, used. Okay, the fashion model. Okay, so I just want to make sure we're we're just clear on who we're looking right. at here. So fashion models average for men. They average between five eleven and six three, and their weight is somewhere between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and seventy pounds. See that one alone, like 
made me go, what? Because I'm 5'10 and I'm 170. Right. So you're talking about a guy who's 5'11 and most likely on that 120, 125 range. Mm-hmm. Taller guy's going to be 170. So right there alone, I'm like, holy cow. Okay. Right. Uh, women models are generally between, the ideal is between 5'9 and 5'11, weights 115 pounds, and she's got those, you know, stereotypical measurements of, you know, the 34, 24, 34. Mm. Right. So most people, most women, and we're going to get to what the average woman and man is in just a second, do not fit in there. Porn, there was this fabulous study that was done um, based on analysis of 10,000 adult performers. I found this study. And so the average man in porn is 5'10". His weight's 167.5 pounds. The average woman is... That's me. Yes. A little bit. I mean, I'm a little bit more, but my, my weight Very fluctuates close. just depending. But Very that's, close. That's there me. you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the average woman is 5'5 with a weight of 117 pounds. And just as a side note, if you ever thought that um, porn stars have are all very well endowed as far as breast size, in the analysis, the average uh, bra size was a 34B. Okay. The Ds are actually like the fourth... D cups are like the fourth largest okay. uh, in that. And that's within that porn. I'm going to put a link to this in the episode notes. I, that I think, study? I think that study would be really key for folks to look at and see. And it's it's an infograph. So it's it's very easy to look at and process. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put a link to that here in the episode notes for you guys to, to look at. So then we go, okay, well, great. We have all those numbers of like super tall, thin, you know, that's that's what's being presented to us. But let's talk about what... The CDC, CDC says about all the rest of us, mm-hmm. not the models, not the porn stars, not the visual that we're getting bombarded with. And men, average height, 5'9". Average weight, 197 pounds. Okay. Woman, average height, 5'4". Mm-hmm. Average weight, 170 pounds. Okay. So, so we're bombarded. And we also have to add to this, besides the fact that we don't actually, we aren't the size of what we're seeing. Which I think is the biggest discrepancy happening because it's a visual and in our own minds, we see that person as our size, even though they're not. So for myself. As the, as the, attain, as the desired size. Well, is that what you mean? Well, we I'm, just, I'm just saying as a 5'10 male and mm-hmm. if I see a 6'3 guy, I don't necessarily see him as a 6'3 guy because of the way that he's presented per, per se on, you know, on media or video, I, I don't like in my mind. I don't go, oh, he's six three. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm but just do you like, think he's taller? No, I think he's my size. Oh, okay. So I'm saying like I, he may be six three, but I think of it as like, oh, he's my size. So he's five ten, but he looks like that. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Th- th- that's my that's yeah. the way I perceive it. So I don't know if others do, but that's me. Yeah, because like when I see models and, and catalogs and things like that, I always think, wow, they're so tall. They're so tall and they're so thin. Like that's, that's what happens because it's not just who they are right in those industries, but it's also the fact that, I mean, come on guys, how many filters are are out there? How many filters are on our phone to like get rid of the wrinkles and add sparkles to our eyes and make us, you know, look youthful and how many ads are Photoshopped and wrinkles are removed and legs are smooth and all everything's edited. And so we see all of that. That's what's being presented to us in this like, overwhelming, visually saturated world. And then we look in the mirror without the benefit of Photoshop and filters and, you know, 
costume designer and all these things. And we feel overweight. We, and these are responses that came from you guys. And some of these responses were actually really painful to read about mm. how you all feel about yourselves. And I, and I have to just say something here too. I have the benefit, Elisa and I manage our Instagram account. account. Mm -hmm. We do. And for me, it's to be able to see the one family. I want to see you guys because you guys comment. And, and I love seeing some of you guys have, um, what is it, public accounts. So we'll look. We're, we're seeing who you are. And, the, and what you guys said here, like, hurt. Because I was looking through a lot of these this week. And you guys are beautiful. Mm. You guys are. You guys are gorgeous. I mean, you, you, you're like from a, from somebody looking from the outside and looking at your, at you as just as a person, somebody who's part of the family, I'm like, dang, look at those smiles. Look at, they're, they're beautiful. And so I just want to encourage you to, to know that you are, mm -hmm. you, you know, you said things like we're feeling overweight, wondering if our spouse thinks we're ugly. And again, I, I, I saw that one. I'm going, Gosh, man, if your spouse thinks you're ugly, he or she needs a, needs a little bit of a correction check. Like, man, you, you're gorgeous. Come on. Mm -hmm. um, not wanting to be seen by our spouse. And that one is, is, a, is one that Elise and I have had to work through over, over the years. And we totally get that one. The wrinkles. Hey, for those of you who are starting to get older, guess what? Embrace them. Embrace them. They're coming. And if you're younger, they're coming. It's okay. It's called age. And it's okay to have wrinkles. I actually have a funny story just as a side note around wrinkles. A couple of years ago, we had um, pictures done and, and the photographer, a friend of ours, and, and yeah. sends the, the edited proofs back to us for review. And I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, that's not me. Mm -hmm. she, she was such a sweet friend. She's like, well, I just, you know, I kind of like cleaned up your wrinkles and, and, you know, your smile lines and stuff. And I'm like, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and getting to that place of acceptance. Some of you feel like, like you're too hairy or you don't have enough hair because you've been balding or losing your hair things like that. We, we get into these places, you know, breasts are too big, breasts are too small, like all of these things. And, and we, can I, can I just say one thing though, too, at least I went to the breast. I do want to talk to you guys as well, that you may feel like your body image, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're looking at your penis size and you're going, am I, big enough? Am I mm -hmm. what she wants? It, do I have, because you're, you've looked and you've seen pornography, you've looked and you've seen other things and, and you're like, well, that's not me. And guess what? It's okay. God made you who you are. You're in a good spot. Talk to your wife and ask her if she's okay, because if she's okay with it, then it's good. Like I had to come to grips with that with my, in my own life going like, cause I felt inferior in that area. And I, I remember years and years ago, just constantly asking Elisa, was I good? Am I good enough? If, am I big enough? Am, do, do I, do I feel you? Blah, blah, blah. And she would just be like, Tony, you're, you're fine. Stop asking. Stop asking. And so one of the things I can just say is when your spouse tells you that they mean it. So it, Take that. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to continuously bombard yourself and say you're not good enough. Guys, there's a situation that needs to be addressed. And, and just like that hug at the top of the show that said, you know what, you know, after listening to these shows, I feel equipped to have the hard conversations. We have to be able to have the hard conversations around this topic of body image. So let's dig into that after this word from our sponsors. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. 
OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of the most significant things about body image is how it impacts us in the bedroom, right? Because it's not just like, you know, I said earlier, do the jeans fit? Do, you know, can I get, you know, my button you know, around my waist and things like that. But it, we, we get into this place specifically in the Can bed. you get those 501 jeans on? Levi's 501. <laughs> Random. Random. But when it comes to the bedroom, when we're thinking through all of these things, when all of those body parts and we're like, oh, well, what about this and that and that? Then all of a sudden we go into this place of having this lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and we feel unattractive and we don't feel sexy. And you sit there and you can't get sexually intimate because your your brain is literally racked and going in circles around. Does my sp- what does my spouse think when he or she touches me? What do they see when they look at me? And I can't relax because I'm all keyed up about, oh, I must look ugly or I must not feel good to touch. And, and then you get to this place where you're like, you know what? I just don't even want to be naked. Or if I am going to get naked, we're just like, I'm going to slip into bed when the lights are off, you know, literally one person, uh, well, not one, there were a few people that said, you know what? I mean, I, I stay pretty much dressed when we have sex because I don't want my spouse to feel me. Mm-hmm. We have an epidemic on our hands around this. And it's not just the fact that this impacts the sexual intimacy pillar. We're, we're in this place too, where the, both the emotional pillar and the recreational intimacy pillar, like we're not, we're not talking about this. We're not addressing it. We're not getting to the root of it collectively as, as couples. And it means that we're not doing things together. We're not bridging this into like, I want to be seen with you out in public or, or I, I, I do want to have sex with you. Like it's, it's blocking all of these things. And so we've got to get past what the media tells us, what they tell us with the messaging and the people that are spoken to or the people that are presented to us and even the words that were spoken over us. Because I know I've worked with enough people, enough coaching clients over the years to know that some of these body image issues are, are in place because somewhere somebody along the line told you you were too fat mm-hmm. or you were too skinny or you weren't attractive or fill in the blank. You're too hairy. You're too this. You're too that. You're too tall. You're too, and you've heard us say it multiple times on the show. Words have power. And the words you repeat in your own mind 
are the ones that really are detrimental. Mm-hmm. As I shared earlier, just even doing this, my my own my own thought process of what am I what do I look like just began to go a little bit on over, overdrive where it hadn't before. And and I got to tell you, within a few days, I was like in this place of like, oh my gosh, it, it, what do I need to do here? And, and I had to just take a deep breath, get into some prayer time, break some things off and go, no, where I am right now is where I need to be. I'm healthy. I look good. You know, Elise and I having conversation around this, it opens up the dialogue mm-hmm. of us both going, are we good with where we're at? You know what I mean? I think having that healthy conversation allows us to be able to get naked in front of one another and be completely bare. Well, and I think because confidence, you know, as I read through so many of the comments, um, and again, there were hundreds and hundreds of comments from you guys, you know, looking at the fact that I think the number one impact is that people's confidence mm. has been robbed. And, and, and to that point, you need to start actually thinking through what can my body do? You know what? You bring that up. And I think next week we do an episode all about confidence because we've gone through this over the last couple of weeks talking about sexual confidence and, and talking about body image. And, and we talked about some other things also that I think where it is, is we're facing this lack of confidence. And this year has been a year where our confidence has been shaken. Mm -hmm. So I think what we need to do an episode on that, you know, maybe not next week, but in the future. So that way we can, we can address what does it look like to be confident, Mm -hmm. be confident in every one of those pillars Mm. to have confidence. When we talk in the emotional intimacy, be confident in our sexual intimacy or physical, you know, or financial intimacy. What, what does it really look like to be a confident couple Mm -hmm. and a confident person? Absolutely. And you know, I think that's a great idea for a future show. So I'm glad you're writing that down. Um, but we get into this place of, of actually looking at, you know, being able to focus on the positive, right? What can your body do? What are the physical attributes? And I would challenge you to actually acknowledge this. What are the physical attributes that you can look at? And you're like, dang, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Could be your smile. It could be your eyes. It could be your arms, your legs. Your st- I, I, doesn't matter to Tony and I what you find that you love about yourself doesn't matter which part. What matters is that you find one thing, one thing that you can get up in the morning and say, you know what? Look at me. Maybe it's the fact that you've birthed seven babies and you're like, you know what? I am dang good at birthing babies, right? Look at what my body can do. Mm. Look at how strong it has had to be. Look, you know, yes, maybe my breasts don't sit where they used to. And maybe my hips are a little bit wider or maybe as a guy, you're like, you know what? I may have a bit of a belly now, but you know how strong I am. Don't focus on the negative because I will tell you the world will, the world will bombard you with the negative. And we actually as extraordinary couples have to be those to say, wait, that's a negative thought. That is not going to serve me well. That's actually going to rob me of my confidence. That's going to make me not want to get naked in front of my spouse. So I need to be wise enough to recognize that that's a negative comment that I'm playing over and over in my head and say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're we're working on focusing on the positive. I'm working on encouraging myself. What do I need to replace that negative voice with right now that I can speak truth into my situation? Mm -hmm. Take those thoughts captive and throw them out. 
Absolutely. That, that's in all honesty, you got to take those thoughts captive and you got to throw them out. It was interesting. Elisa was just saying, you know, what are, what are those areas in, of your body? And, and she was, she was said that. And the first thing that came to me were my legs, because as a cyclist, I feel like over the years, my legs, here's the interesting thing though. And I will say this over the years, because I've been riding since I was 14 and I'm now 47. I can tell right now I am actually stronger than I've ever been on my bike. I, I've gone into a, just this routine in this regiment where I feel strong. My legs aren't as muscular though, as they were 10 years ago, but they are strong. And I, and I look at that. And I'm like, that's awesome. They, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't have the bulge and like they, the definition, they don't, they just don't have that definite and yet they are stronger. And I've been timing myself and, and see, and I'm just getting stronger. And now we're getting into winter time here. Um, so that's going to drop down, but that's okay because that's part of my, my mm -hmm. rhythm of understanding of what I am. But to see that I'm like, yeah, my legs are strong. Could, can I focus on those love handles? I sure can. And I was this past week, which threw me on a to a tailspin. And luckily I got on my bike this morning and I felt good and I did a, a great ride. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? My legs are strong. Let's go. Well, and you bring up a really good point that, that we need to actually start focusing on our health and mm. not, not our weight or not, you know, a number on a scale. You know, I was talking to another couple the other day and we were talking about, you know, health and weight and a lot of this body image stuff. And, you know, one of the most profound things was the husband looked at me and he's like, Elisa, he goes, I want to be around to see my kids grow up. I want to be around for my wife. That's not dependent, guys, on a number on a scale. Mm -hmm. That's dependent on how you take care of yourselves, how you honor this body that you get to inhabit in. Because the comparison thing, and that's another area we've got to put like a hard stop on. Mm -hmm. If you have to get off of social media because everybody else's image of what the bodies look like and all that kind of stuff is making you crazy, get off of social media. Mm -hmm. Your marriage will thank you. Your sexual intimacy will thank you. We have to we have to be people that rise up and say, you know what, that's unattainable. I will never be, and, and this is truthfully, I will never be a size zero. There's just too much in the way of hips and, and you know waist and all that. Like it's just not gonna happen. That's an unrealistic goal for me. It doesn't mean that I can't be healthy. But my definition of healthy, and, and let me leave you with all, all with this, your definition of what is healthy and what is healthy for your body and what is healthy for your marriage doesn't have to be the same definition that your neighbor or your best friend or your, you know, coworker. Or what, it doesn't have to be identical. It has to be important and actionable for the two of you in your marriage. Yeah. Th this week. Really, just hone in, hone in. I, I know we're, we're we're bringing up something as we even go into the holidays, which can be a difficult time for many of us, right? Because there are so many parties and everything that's going on, dressing up, and yet you have you have the power between your ears. It's called this amazing thing called your brain that can give you the confidence, that can give you the ability to look at yourself from a new light, from a different way. Are you willing to do that? And are you willing to do it for the long haul? Because that's what matters. You need to stay there for the long haul to see the beauty that you truly are. Go out there this week, have this conversation with your spouse. I'm gonna encourage each and every one of you, have this conversation with your spouse. Open it up, attack your emotional intimacy in this area so you can have the connection you desire in your sexual intimacy. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.